Today on the Bourbon Bites Podcast, I'm reviewing Weller 12 Bourbon and talking about new whiskeys and video games coming out this month. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon Bites Podcast. My name is Clifton, and today I'm reviewing a bourbon that you've probably heard of, even if you're not a whiskey drinker, and that is Weller 12-Year-Old Bourbon. So this one comes to us from my friend Swan. He was gracious enough to give me a sample of his bottle. And I'm really excited to revisit this because I remember last time I tried it a few years back, it was not my favorite. Now I am a big fan of the Weller line um, from Buffalo Trace. I do enjoy a weeded bourbon. I have bottles of Special Reserve, 107, Full Proof, as well as some store picks of each of those. However, I do not own a bottle of the 12 year and I have had a couple opportunities to buy one, um, but based on my experience trying it a few years back, I did not love it as much as I love the rest of the lineup. Even Weller Special Reserve, I mean, I know the price has gone up and it is incredibly hard to find, um, but for the, the MSRP of that bottle, I think it's a great daily drinker. I actually had a sip of that right before recording this podcast, just so I have something to compare this to as a baseline. But this is the 12-year-old version of the Weeded Mash Bill Bourbon from Buffalo Trace. It comes in at 45% ABV, 90 proof, and MSRP is technically $40. Now, I know y'all are all laughing at that, so am I. I have not seen a bottle of Weller 12-year on the shelves ever. I've seen some of the other ones, of course, and sometimes they're marked up, but yeah, Weller 12 just does not exist in Southern California. I know this varies across the country. Um, it's just funny that I can find, you know, even some foolproof picks before I can find a Weller 12, um, which to me, I've, I've really loved the foolproof releases. Um, so I'm really excited to revisit 12 and maybe it'll change my mind. So let's go ahead and get that poured. Now, I also have a second sample of this from another friend um, that I'm saving in case I want to do a Weller flight on my YouTube channel. I'm not sure if I want to do it blind or just do comparatively. Um, so if you guys want to see that, let me know over on Discord. Um, I'd love to try all of these side by side. I, I've probably done it in the past in a previous stream, but it's been a long time since I've done that. So um, I do have a backup. I did finish Swan's bottle that he sent for this review, uh, but I do have a backup sample from someone else. By the way, you can check out our Discord server. You can just go to bourbonbites.com. There's a link to it there. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's a really great community, kind of like a message board, kind of like a group chat. And there's several different rooms where you can talk about all kinds of topics. Love our community there. We haven't had a new member in a while, so if you've been thinking about joining, please join us. We're very welcoming, trust me. <laughs> And while I'm doing the plugs, I might as well plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash bourbonbites, where you can support the show for as little as $2 a month, get access to things like polls to shape the future of live streams and podcasts, early access to my video reviews, and at the higher tiers, get access to some really cool hangouts, including our monthly hangout where we play some Jackbox games, we just hang out, we drink, uh, that's at the $5 a month tier. Our after party hangout after every Thursday night live stream where we recap it, we drink a little more, and sometimes we even have our guests from the stream on that. That's the $10 tier. The $25 tier gets you access to a private hangout with me every month if you just want to share a pour or just talk and chat. I'm 100% down for that. And of course, the $50 tier, which gets you access to the Bourbon Bite subscription box, aka I send you samples every month. These are really cool curated tastings. I've been having a ton of fun with them. You get five samples every month. We taste through them, we compare them, and we chat about what we want to taste for next time. So if you are interested in that, like I said, patreon.com slash bourbonbites. Read about all the tiers there. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email, contact at bourbonbites.com. But with that out of the way, let's get to the Weller. First, let's give it a nose. 
Mmm, that smells really nice. Uh, like I said, I did have a pour of the Weller Special Reserve right before this. This one definitely has a better nose. It's got a lot of those richer, desserty notes. The Special Reserve was very light on the nose, because um, I imagine it's probably, you know, pretty young. It's the same proof, though, but I think this one has a lot more decadent of a nose. It smells really caramelly, really, like, vanilla. Like, everything that you expect a bourbon to smell like, but this smells like an amped-up version of it. I mean, it's it's one of the sweetest things I've smelled in a long time. It's like a creme brulee, maybe a bit of like a um, like a bread pudding. I was gonna say fruit cake, but I think it's more bread pudding. There is a little bit of fruitiness there, uh, but you know, sometimes bread pudding has some like raisins and things like that. And I think there's some of those darker fruits there too. But wow, I based on the nose alone, I may have had the wrong impression about this bourbon. Now, even though it is a 12 year, I'm not getting too much oak on the nose. I think that's kind of a given with it being a weeded bourbon. I think rye whiskeys really bring out the wood characteristic a lot more. I think it's because the, the rye spice is kind of combining with that wood spice and really making it a prominent note. But this one, the wheat kind of focuses your attention on the corn and that's why I'm getting all that sweetness. A plus on the nose. Let's go and give it a taste. Cheers. Hmm, so different on the palate. And I think I remember that from my last taste of this. That desserty sweetness that I got on the nose is not gone, but it's kind of been overtaken by a few different notes, and I'm kind of struggling to place them. There's like a walnut kind of note at first. It's not like a peanut. It's definitely um, more of a, I guess, a premium nut. You know when you get the mixed nuts packages, there's like the premium nuts. Um, this one, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the best at naming my nuts, but I'm getting a little bit of like a walnut, maybe even hazelnut. I'm kind of getting a little Nutella note there, but it's got that kind of sweetness, a nutty sweetness compared to what I expected from the, you know, the caramel vanilla sweetness I got on the nose. It also brings out that wood characteristic that I felt like I was missing on the nose. However, this is almost more of like a cedar wood. Like it's been in like a cedar chest, maybe in your grandma's attic. I always say grandma's attic when I think of cedar chest. I think that's just a personal memory. But it's definitely not the darker rich oak that you would expect from a 12-year-old bourbon. Um, the one that I, I think of the most is like Knob Creek 12-year, one of my favorite bourbons ever. That one is an oak bomb. That one definitely tastes like it's been sitting in a barrel in a hot rick house for 12 years. This though, it's, it's very, very different. And I don't know if that's the wheat or if it's just where they're storing this at Buffalo Trace. I don't know, but this does not taste like a 12-year-old bourbon. There's also like a hint of like a, this is not going to sound great, but like a melted plastic kind of note. And I do remember getting that last time. I think that was the number one reason I decided not to buy a bottle. And this is, you know, a different bottle and I'm getting the same note. So I know it wasn't tainted or anything like that. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than that. It kind of tastes a little chemically. It's similar to a note that I get on just like standard Maker's Mark. I love everything from Maker's Mark except their standard bottling. I get a little bit of that kind of, um, I always say like burnt plastic, melted plastic. It doesn't have any like the smokiness. Like when I say burnt, don't think of it like that. But to me, it's more of just like a chemically um, plastic, subtle note. It's very subtle, but I think that's the one thing that kind of throws me off from Weller 12, and I don't get that on any other Weller product. I, I maybe have gotten it on a few off picks that I didn't love from either Foolproof or 107, um, but in general, I never get this note other than the 12-year. And even though that note kind of lingers all the way to the finish, it's kind of rounded out back by that like cedar note that I was getting up front. And by cedar, I guess I'm just saying like a sweeter, um, kind of a vintage oak compared to like a fresh cut piece of lumber oak or even like an old saturated barrel like I get with some other 12 year olds. So for MSRP, $40, honestly, if we're, okay, if we're talking MSRP, I would much rather have 107 than this. I think MSRP, I think that's gone up to like 50 or 60 nowadays. Um, you get the higher proof. It is probably a bit younger, but I think that's a better flavor profile for me. 
um, and at twenty-five-ish dollars for the 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 special reserve, which I know you can't really get it for that. But if you can't, if you could, I think that's MSRP. I would also rather have that than this one. I think I would rather have those two versus this one in the middle because this one, the flavor profile to me is so different than any other Weller I've ever had. Yeah, this isn't for me. And I'm sad because I was hoping I would revisit this and be like, oh, what was I missing? <laughs> this was such a great bourbon. Again, it smells fantastic. I love the nose on this, but palate, it just doesn't do it for me. And honestly, the only thing I can think of that, that may be why is I really haven't had many older weeded bourbons. I think to like Larceny Barrel Proof, I know that's like seven to nine years old, so it's definitely younger than this. I think of Maker's Mark, they don't age state, but I believe they are like six to eight years old. I'm almost thinking that maybe I just don't like weeded bourbon once it gets past, you know, the 10 year mark. And I don't think that's too odd because I know with Redbreast, which is an Irish whiskey, I love, love, love the 12 year. I really enjoy the 15 year. The 21 year is kind of iffy. And then when I tried the 27 year, it also didn't do it for me. So I feel like certain whiskeys do well at different ages. I think with like a rye bourbon, I think, you know, 12 years is the perfect age. I love an older bourbon that uses a rye mash bill. And with just straight rye whiskey, I actually prefer, you know, seven to nine years old. I think some of the rye whiskeys I've had in that age range have been my favorite rye whiskeys I've ever tried. So maybe that's what I'm learning. Maybe I just don't like older weeded bourbon. Now the exception might be William Luru Weller. I have had a pour of that and I absolutely love it. But you're also combining the fact that that's cast strength. Those are like some of the most select premium barrels. Whereas Weller 12, you know, it may not be. So with my rating system out of eight, because we love eight bit games here, I'm going to have to give this one for me. It's, it's tough because I really love that nose, but Honestly, if I were to give this a real rating, I would give this a three out of eight. I don't think I could see myself buying a bottle. So a nose alone, you know, it'd be like a seven out of eight because the only thing it's missing is that oak, but the palette just is not quite my flavor profile. So yeah, I, I know that might disappoint some people. I know there's some big Weller fans out there and don't get me wrong, I, I love most of the lineup. It's just for some reason, every time I revisit this 12, it just doesn't do it for me. I'm curious if anyone else feels the same way. Definitely let me know over on Discord. Seriously, I know I'm hounding the Discord element but I love hearing your feedback on these podcast episodes because it is kind of like talking to the void because it's not like a live stream where I have the chat. Um, so any feedback you guys have or just comments on my episodes, please let me know. <laughs> so now let's get into some news because I know I've been kind of light on that uh, in previous episodes. So we're going to start with some whiskey news. There's a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to get right into it. First of all, there is a brand new Willet bourbon coming out. It's in a completely redesigned bottle. This is an eight-year-old weeded Willet. I gotta say, this bottle looks really nice. It's kind of looks like a wine bottle. It's just solid black. It's got the engraving of the Willet logo. Um, this one comes in at 108 proof, and it's the first release of Willet weeded bourbon. So this was distilled back in spring of 2013 and is being bottled in the summer of 2022. Um, we do know that the proprietary mash bill is barreled at 115 proof and char number four American oak, um, of course, non-chill filtered as always, and it's supposed to be released this fall. Um, MSRP is going to be $230. I imagine this is going to be impossible to find. Let's be real. Most Willet bourbons are just non-existent on the store shelves. If it is, it's going to be, you know, secondary prices. I can't imagine what they're going to charge for this, knowing what they charge for the other bourbons. But I will say, 
I'm very, very intrigued. Willet is always a distillery to me that I either either really like it or really dislike it. I'm not a big fan of Willet Rye. I have tried some of the younger bourbon. I think it's like four or five years old. Um, I liked it a good bit. Um, definitely more than the rye, but I have not had any of their older age releases. I've heard some really incredible things. Uh, so I definitely would love a chance to try this one. I just don't know if I'll actually ever have that chance. So if you know someone with a bottle that, that's willing to share a sample, please let me know. I would love to review it here on the podcast. Other new releases worth mentioning is the new Maker's Mark limited edition release, BEP. So this uses 10 virgin toasted French oak staves, um, which at first confused me because I knew they used the 10 French oak staves for their Maker's 46 release. So I was curious what makes it different, but these are actually toasted staves. So a lot more of those vanilla marshmallow kind of notes that I love about a bourbon. Uh, now this one comes in at 109.1 proof. It says this release has prominent wood sugars that bring forth strong notes of vanilla, caramel, and sweet spice. And this is actually a celebration of their 110 barrel entry proof. So at first I was like, oh cool, that's like a new entry proof, but no. That's just the standard barrel entry proof for Maker's Mark. So it took me a minute to see what's different about this one. But with those toasted staves, I'm imagining this like a toasted Maker's 46. And I'm all about that. So looking at the label, I'm realizing this is a 2023 release. Um, and at first I was like, wait, was there even a 2022 release? And that was the BRT01 and 02. Now I heard very, very little about these bottles. Basically it's highlighting the barrel rotation process, how they, you know, move their barrels down across the rickhouse. The first release showing off how the whiskey is affected at the higher levels of the rickhouse and the 02 being the lower levels, which have the darker, heavier characteristics. So I don't know why I haven't heard anything about the 2022 release. Um, have you guys even seen reviews. I'm sure there's been reviews of it. I just can't believe I missed that. What What the heck? <laughs> so I, I definitely want to try the 2022 ones, but this 2023 release sounds way more exciting. So let me know if you've had a chance to try the ones from this year. And, and, and I think one's actually not even out yet. Why is no one talking about this? They were announced back in February of this year, but I haven't even heard anyone talking about them. So let me know. And lastly, in whiskey news, the TTB is proposing that American single malt whiskey have an official definition. Now, I know this is something that a lot of American single malt lovers have wanted. It's kind of a Wild West category because there's not very many places doing it. Um, but the TTB has proposed a new official definition of American single malt whiskey. So they've defined it as made from 100% malted barley, distilled entirely at one distillery, mashed, distilled, and matured in the U.S., matured in oak cask of a capacity not exceeding 700 liters, distilled at no more than 160 proof, which is 80% ABV, and bottled at 80 proof or more. So a lot of those aren't that different from other American whiskeys, um, but it does sound like they are finally trying to regulate this. So there is a 60-day period where this is, you know, open for comments, open for questions, and, you know, maybe some disputes. But so far, it looks like this is probably going to pass. So I don't have too much experience with American single malts. I've enjoyed quite a few of them, um, but I would love to try more of them. And I think, I imagine the is probably very very excited about this to have an official definition so people aren't going out making crazy things and calling it American single malt. So before I wrap this episode up I do want to talk about some new video games coming out this month the month of August 2022. Um, one that actually just recently came out or it's in its beta period is Multiverses. I've talked about it on a previous episode and I have been enjoying the heck out of that game. It's basically like a Super Smash Bros kind of game but it's based in like cartoon universes. Um, so there's like Iron Giant, there's like Scooby-Doo, there's like Wonder Woman. It's, it's actually a ton of fun. I, it's cross-platform too so if you have a PlayStation or you have a PC or an Xbox you can 
and play against people on all platforms. Uh, so if you want to battle me on that, you can look me up. My username is brbnbytes. So the word bourbon was banned on WB servers, but brbnbytes. Uh, send me your friend requests, and I'll definitely play you. Like I said, I'm playing on PC, but you can also download this for free right now on Xbox and PlayStation 5. Now, it'll cost money when it actually comes out, I believe, but definitely get take advantage of this open beta because it's a lot of fun. But for new games, uh, there's a couple that have really piqued my interest. I'm going to read through here. Um, the first of which is called Two Point Campus. So this is a sequel to the game Two Point Hospital, which is basically like a hospital simulator strategy game where you're building your hospital, you're adding wards, you're hiring doctors. I've played a little bit of it, but not too much. But this new one sounds very exciting. So it's based on a college campus. So you are developing the different programs, the different themes of the school. I love these simulation games. I think I date back to like Roller Coaster Tycoon, one of my favorite games from my childhood, um, number three to be exact. Uh, so I love these type of games. It takes me a minute to get into them, and I feel like I, I come back and forth between liking them or not liking them. But I think Two Point Campus is definitely one that I will be picking up just because I love the whole college building kind of thing. I mean, I love the Sims like university program, which is like where you have your Sims go off to college and different majors and stuff like that. So this is definitely one I'm excited for. But speaking of simulation games, there's one that I'm even more excited for than that, and it's called Arcade Paradise. Now this is a rags to riches story where you start out as owning a laundromat, you're running it, doing the daily business, and then you discover that there is a back room with a bunch of arcade machines in it. So your new goal is to turn this into the best arcade in town. So this is set back in the 80s, and even though it doesn't feature a lot of the you know actual 80s video games, there are a ton of mini games based around these. So as you progress and build up your arcade, you unlock a ton of mini games that you can play on the different arcade machines. I saw a trailer of it, and this looks so so fun. I will absolutely be picking this up, no doubt about it. That one comes out on August 11th, um, so next week. Definitely check out my Twitch channel. I will definitely be streaming this once I pick it up. So um, if you're not yet following me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bourbonbites. Um, I've tried to go live there more frequently now, um, and I, I definitely will be streaming this game. So keep an eye out on that next week. I'm um, not sure if I mentioned the release of the Two Point Campus, but that comes out on the 9th of August. So the same week, two really cool simulation games that I am very, very excited for. And lastly, there's one more game that's coming out this month that's kind of intrigued me. It's called Roller Drome. Um, it's coming out on August 16th to PC, PS4, and PS5. Um, and it's kind of cool. It kind of looks like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater kind of thing, but there's weapons. <laughs> I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but weapons and rollerblading. So you are in this like roller rink, and there's like there's like stunt jumps and all this stuff, but you also have guns. So it looks really cool. It's got a very like post-apocalyptic kind of vibe to it. And honestly, just like a ton of fun. I, I like the idea of combining the rollerblading with, you know, shooting and attacking, and it looks like it can be a lot of fun, but also really hard to play. So I'm looking forward to watching some other people stream that. I probably won't be doing it because I imagine I'm not going to be good enough to stream it, but I definitely uh, look forward to watching other people play it, and I might pick it up if it's on sale. So with that, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, I love doing these news-focused ones early on in the month. Next week, I don't actually know what's in store. I think I might do a little side-by-side -side of two or three different whiskeys. Normally, I save that for a live stream, but these samples have been sitting for a while, and I know my friends sent them to me, so I definitely want to do a little comparison. So stay tuned. Make sure to follow me on your favorite podcast platform. And as I said last week, if you could leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcast, it would mean a ton. I really do appreciate your feedback there. Uh, but until next time, this has been the Bourbon Bites Podcast. Cheers, and I'll talk to you next week.